Hello, my friends. It's Ryan from the Prolific Creator Podcast. Now, many of you have asked, hey, Ryan, how do I support the show? Well, I finally listened. Starting today, you can subscribe to the Prolific Creator Plus on ACAST Plus for $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. No apps to download and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Get access to the entire archive of Prolific Creator Awesomeness. Over 160 episodes going back to 2017. Yes, that's right, my friends. A plethora of information and inspiration, tips, tricks, and interviews to get your art and work into the world. Remember those ads? Say bye, bye, bye. Wait, there's more. For $5 a month, you can get access to the full prolific creator experience. This includes the full archives, early access to episodes, listener Q&A, book and movie reviews, and interviews not for the public, and perhaps any other awesomeness I might do on the microphone. Sounds awesome, right? Yeah, it does, Ryan. If you want to listen for free, you'll notice the last 50 episodes or so will always be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, by subscribing today, you don't have to download any new apps, and you can simply keep listening on the podcast platform you prefer. Cool. Okay. Cool. Thanks for your love and support in advance. Simply click on the link in the show notes or on my website, and it'll take you where you need to go. Now on to the show. The fallback answer to that would be writing every day. Um, that is a tremendous help. It sounds like it's, you know, it's this cliche, but it really does help. Even if I'm only writing 50 words, it's something and it keeps my brain connected to what I'm working on. Hey, it's Ryan from the prolific creator where we talk about life and art and see what sticks. And today, my friends, we have another wonderful guest on the show, Jason Meiske, who is a writer, who is an author, who is a fellow podcaster. And you are going to really enjoy this episode, this conversation with Jason Meiske, because Jason was one of the first interviews I ever did on the Prolific Writer Podcast when it was called the Prolific Writer Podcast. Many years ago, that's probably three, four years ago, um, our lives crossed paths. We live in the same state of Missouri, and we met at a writing workshop. And uh, at the time, Jason was still working on his first book and hadn't even come out yet. Um, And since then, he's written at least four books. I know he's got one in the works as well. Uh, He's a podcaster, the Sample Chapter Podcast, which is a great podcast. And I loved having Jason on the show just to see the evolution of his work and the way he's stuck with it and the way he's now uh, three, four, five years ahead, books out in the world, sharing his stories, going to conferences, doing a lot of good things, super invested in the indie writing community. And, and I love these, these interviews because they remind us of what's possible. They remind us that if we, we stay at it, we chip away each day, word here, sentence there, paragraph there, and whatever you're creating, even if it's not writing, whatever the, the thing you're making, we just chip away. We just stay patient. And it's amazing how we can have a body of work uh, after months, years, if we, if we stick with it. And so Jason is a, is a great uh, inspiration and example of that. And we talk about the evolution of his work and his career, the things that he's been learning along the way, what he's been learning about the craft of writing and uh, mistakes he's made along the way, but also uh, things that he, he's finding to be helpful. And uh, so hopefully you'll enjoy this episode with me and Jason Meiske. And uh, I hope you're all doing well. Um, the other day, somebody called it the vid. Um, don't worry, I don't have the vid, uh, aka COVID. Um, but I know it's still kind of scary out there. Uh, so stay safe. And hopefully you're navigating that well with your your family, your kids, your loved ones. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll be around the corner uh, it, it, before, uh, we know it, I know we're, we're still looking forward to that day when things get a, back to a little more normalcy. I don't know if they'll ever be normal in the full sense, but, um, part of this podcast too, is to encourage you, uh, to bless you, to, um, encourage you to create and make good art because I think for a good culture, we need good art and we need to get better art into the world and, uh, and better messages into the world and whatever that, that craft looks like. Um, and part of that's your own life. And so making great, um, art, but also making great art with your, your life. And so with that note, here is my conversation with Jason Meiske. Well, welcome everybody to the prolific creator. And it's a joy today to have Jason, Jason, excuse me, Meiske on the show. 
And uh, you may remember Jason Meiske from a long time ago, back many years ago, where I interviewed Jason when he was just getting started. Uh, but Jason's doing well and written a bunch of books since then. He's got the Sample Chapter podcast that's going strong. Um, apparently has his own coffee brand now. So he's he's all over the place. So I'm so glad to have Jason on the show. He's got a new book coming out soon, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So Jason, why don't you say hello and uh, tell, us, tell us something that maybe nobody would know except your closest friends. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, thank you for having me on. This is a blast to come back and uh, get to catch up with you again. And and I love the new show, the new format, and I uh, just love everything you're doing, Ryan. So thank you for having me back on. Uh, oh, man, something only my closest friends might know about me. Um, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I'm a very picky eater. Uh, most people don't know that about me. They just assume like, yeah, whatever, you know, Hey, we're going to go out for pizza. And I always kind of groan a little bit. Cause I, I can't stand tomatoes, anything tomato based. And that's, I'm not sure if I'm exactly allergic to them. Uh, but man, I get that acid reflux and even the smell of like a tomato base for pasta or something like that drives me insane. I'm like, nope, keep it away from me. Oh man. Well, that's sounds like a curse <laughs> to me, uh, but you're in good company. My, my wife's the same way. So we, we have that battle always like, Hey, just try the tomato. Just, it'll be fine. Um, but uh, yeah, she's not a big fan either. So uh, well, Hey Jason, thanks so much again for coming on the show. And uh, it's been, been fun to see. Uh, I love getting to interview people a second time, especially with this large gap in between because uh, just to hear how you've been doing and still plugging away and, and still writing the books and doing the thing. So, um, so that's exciting. Um, so I, I think the last time we, we talked, uh, I think you only had nine mile bridge. I think that was your first book or I don't even know if it was even out yet. I think you were trying yeah. to finish it up. Um, Man, I think I was like six months away before it finally came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. You were like maybe first 10 people I interviewed on, on the old version of the podcast. So, I mean, it was, wow. it was pretty early on. Uh, but you know, you got that book done. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, you have a novel idea that came out and then this new one that's coming out shortly bandit rising. So I'm excited to talk about, about that, but, but I want to just kind of open, um, open it up just kind of generally just to ask you, you know, I remember talking to you years ago, just kind of like, how do I get this book out? And I, you know, I've been working mm -hmm. on this thing forever and ever and ever. What, what have you kind of learned? I mean, obviously you've, you've cranked out a few more books since then you've been interviewing all kinds of different authors and just learning a lot doing workshops, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, what, what's kind of like been some big, like, I don't know, writer truth bombs that you've just really kind of learned along the way. <laughs> like that's really helped you kind of get, get the work out and, and grow as an author, as a creator, et cetera. Oh boy. Well, I mean, you know, the, of course the, uh, the, the fallback answer to that would be writing every day. Um, mm -hmm. That is a tremendous help. It sounds like it's, you know, it's this cliche, but it really does help. Even if I'm only writing 50 words, it's something and it keeps my brain connected to what I'm working on. So that helps out a lot. Um, and then the other thing that has really helped me, especially with these last two books is learning to disconnect that editorial part of my brain from the creative part and just, just kind of going with the flow of it. Like, let's just explore and see how this is going. And obviously I don't plan the books out very much. I, I have an idea of where they're going, what, how they're going to end. Um, which is usually how I start is I know what, how it's going to end, but how they get there is where I don't know. And, uh, but I just kind of like to have fun with it and just, all right. Um, I think I know this character enough to, to let's just see what's going to happen next and, uh, have fun with it and then build to what I think is going to be the ending of it. And usually that's so far that's turned out to be about the same, uh, answer, but it's still, I have to tweak a few things along the way. Sometimes the ending is a little different than what I, even I anticipated. <clears throat> so when you think back to that first book uh i know our loyalists could go back and listen to that that interview <laughs> if they want but um but just for the sake of those that probably didn't listen to that interview uh you know what was the the challenges of getting that first book out compared to the the one that you're just kind of putting the finishing touches on i mean how does it feel different this time does it does it was it easier was it kind of difficult but maybe easier in different ways like what, what was kind of been the experience because i know it took you a long time to get that first one and then you know just slowly kind of getting more work out but yeah talk, talk us through that experience oh yeah gosh that first book that was a, a long eight-year journey from uh having the idea come back to me and thinking yeah i could work with this to finally putting it out there and you know that whole experience everything was new to me everything the 
deciding, yeah, I'm going to go indie with it and then figuring out, well, how do I format it? How do I put it on Amazon? How do I do all these things? And, uh, you know, of course I did the, the classic faux pas of, okay, I'm done writing it. I ran it through Grammarly. I ran it through word. Uh, so it must be all right. I just clicked the yes, fix all button. (laughs) (laughs) And then that was my first version that I uploaded Mm -hmm. was that. And then uh, printed off a copy for my wife and she starts reading it. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is what you published. I was like, well, yeah. And she was like, no, 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 no. Oh my gosh. So yeah, she bled all over that copy and <laughs> helped me put it back together uh, in a better way. So I learned that was a big lesson is don't just click fix all mm-hmm. on any editing right. software that yep. you're using. Actually go through them each because they make some very weird suggestions and uh, I also learned Grammarly and Word have very different ideas of what is and isn't a word or what's right and wrong. Right. Um, to uh, to today, I mean, now it's it's funny how the process now is I get, I have had the book done long enough. I gave it out to some people to read. Uh, I had one person who read my last one beforehand, and that was a big help. This time it's like, yeah, the book's been done for about a month almost, and uh, sent it out to some people to read. I'm, I'm getting some notes, but meanwhile, I've got the book ready to upload. And uh, I'm just waiting to see if, uh, if there's any more changes, if there's anything that I missed. And uh, I'm just kind of playing along with the formatting at this point. I'm like, uh, do I like this font better? Do I like that? What do I want for a header? Uh, it's amazing what you learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you open yourself up to the possibilities of learning new things about it and uh it's a lot of fun and uh, I'm having, that's what I'm really enjoying with it now is just discovering, Oh, look at this chapter heading list. This is cool. Let me try that this time and put it together the way I kind of envisioned it. Well, I think, I think what you're describing is so important when you think about creativity and just creating anything is for a lot of people, I think they, it's that first time and it just feels too overwhelming and it's just, you know, slow and it takes years and years and years, but as you, you know, do it again and do it again, it doesn't, I always like to tell people it doesn't get easier necessarily, but it does on, on another level, you don't stress out as much about certain things. And and actually what you're describing the fun part, you know, it's like, Oh, I can, maybe this cover could be better or I can get this editor or I can, you know, try this software or do like the writing part isn't as, as difficult because you kind of getting comfortable with your own storytelling ability. Mm -hmm. But it's those those secondary things, the fun things of like, oh, we can make that look better. Or we can try this or experiment with this. Yeah. Um, because I think before that, we're so you know this this piece of art is <laughs> you know, the best thing that's the world is going to ever you know read, and you realize it's not, and then you just need to get over it, get it out of your system, and then get to the next one. Um, and yeah. and that's you know I think we all have to do that. We have to kind of get that first thing out of us, you know. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of times you know authors say it's that first book's really for us more than anybody. It could be. Mm-hmm therapy it could be some story you've been you know hanging around you know hanging out with for 10 years or whatever uh but no thanks for for sharing that because i think for a lot of people it always feels like that first hill that first mountain is just insurmountable and i got to kind of get over that or can i ever get over that and once you do it's like okay we can we can do this yeah um so tell me a little bit um i i love the the premise of your second book a novel idea <laughs> um because i think it i mean um, I think you're, you might be a Stephen King fan. I forget, but, um, I think anything that has to do with like a writer or any, you know, anything that's, that's woven into that, um, I think is just a, a beautiful premise and it doesn't matter where it goes. It's always going to mm-hmm. be, be good. But so, so you had this first book that you, it hung around for about eight years, but so where did the second kind of book idea come from? Was that hanging around for a long time before that? Or is that like, kind of a no, new thing or? no, it was a brand new idea that just kind of came out of the blue. Um, <clears throat> I, I had, uh, Honestly, I was trying to think of different ideas of, you know, oh, man, I wonder if I could write a book um, about the, that could tie the show into the, my, my podcast I was doing. And, uh, you know, I bounced around different ideas. And it's funny because in the back of my mind, I thought, oh, well, you know, the only thing I could think of is, you know, what if somebody was stealing books, uh, book ideas. But I thought, well, you know, nobody wants to hear anything about that. So and I, I don't want to put that out there and make people think that that's what I'm doing either. But I went to a writing club. And uh, it just kept sticking in the back of my head. And uh, somebody was doing a reading and we all had our pages. We're, we're following along. And for whatever reason, I just, I couldn't get into the reading. I'm listening to them, but I just, I kind of put my head up and was listening to them. I'm looking around the room and we reached a scene where somebody was reading and I saw somebody else just 
they just kind of gave this like nasty look <laughs> and, and they looked at the reader and, and that look just kind of stuck with me. I thought, wow, I wonder, you know, what, what, what's going through their mind? What, what are they thinking right now? I mean, yeah, the scene was a little weird, but you know, what, what deserved that look? And that just got my brain running more. And next thing you know, I'm like, oh man, yeah, I've got this guy, Wesley, and he's accused of stealing. Um, you know, he's got this hit book and, uh, but there was a writer that went missing or that died. And maybe it's, it's pretty close to something that that guy was working on. And it just kind of went from there. I think, um, I, I left it alone for like two weeks. It just kept thinking in my mind and, and uh, thinking it over while I was trying to work on something else. And then that year I had NaNoWriMo came up and when that, November 1st came around, I, right there in that last 24 hours before November 1st, I changed my mind. I was like, no, I got to write novel idea. I, this is fresh. It's right there in my mind. And and I punched it out. And as luck would have it, I got sick um, later in the month. I couldn't finish it. I only did about half the book and then had a lot of other things went on for the rest of that month or for the rest of the year. But when I got back into it, well, then it was the same thing. I was just obsessed with the story idea and actually finished it sitting in the theater on my, uh, on my phone, I was doing, I was writing with Scrivener on my phone and we were sitting in the theater waiting on the last Avengers movie to begin. And it was just, I had one of those days where it was just flowing out of me. I knew it was going to end. And my wife's like, Hey, we got to go. We got to get to the theater. I'm like, um, okay. Yeah. Hang on. Save. We get to the theater and I'm in waiting in line for popcorn. I'm typing out my notes <laughs> and just doing that. I was like, no, it's, I'm going to be done. I'm almost done. We got to, I, I can't stop. I, I I love my movie previews. I, I I kept writing through that and finally hit the end just moments before the uh, the movie uh, began and uh, showed my wife I was like, look, I typed the end. She goes, great, shut up, movie starting. <laughs> and but it just it was just yeah the idea it it was really strange and uh, it's made a lot of my author friends kind of take a step back when they hear the premise of what it's about. Um, you know, because Wesley is being accused of maybe even at this point killing other authors for their story mm -hmm. ideas. And uh, it was just a lot of fun to kind of mm -hmm. delve into the darker side of, uh, of writing. Yeah. There's a, uh, is there's a, is a Bradley Cooper movie that similar like idea he was, he was plagiarizing or something. And, and uh, oh, it yeah. came out quite a, quite a few years ago, but, um, but I, I, I love that idea. I, you know, it's funny when you're talking about this idea, I, I was just thinking of how relevant it is today. I mean, I know mm -hmm. it just was an idea that you just kind of started you know, we're passionate about and excited about. Um, but just, you know, when you think about technology and you think of how accessible information yeah. is now, I mean, you can get a book on the internet, you know, you don't have to go to the library, you, you know, I mean, we're old enough to remember the days of like to find things you had to like really hunt and know somebody and like go to the library or have a, <laughs> have an older brother or, yeah. you know, there's like this hunting thing, but now it's like, things are so accessible and, and you're hearing these horror stories on Amazon, you know, people just downloading, you know, plagiarized books and, and calling oh, it gosh. their own and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, there's something else about just the, the immediacy of that, but also I, th I like the, um, the idea of ideas and why that one stuck with you. Um, can we follow that path a little bit? Because I think yeah. the question people ask authors or anybody that's creating anything is like, where do your ideas come from? Right. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just like the typical standard, but but you said some interesting things there is there, there was just something about, I couldn't stop. <laughs> I couldn't stop <laughs> yeah. coming back to this. Like you just kind of knew like, this is the thing I have to, to get out of me. I mean, you're, you're in the movie theater on your phone. I mean, that's, that's when, you know, it's like, this is the idea. Like this has to be yeah. finished. This has to get, um, is that how it's always kind of worked with you? Like the, the best ideas, the ones that you felt like I need to write, just kind of stick around and I can't, I can't shake them if you will, or, or how well, does that work, work for you? You know, I mean, this was this was my second one that I ever finished, my second story that I finished, and uh, I, I wrote that, and it just kind of, it was my first time ever just coming up with an idea out of the blue, and it, it just started with questions. I, I had this question in my head that, that was weird, because it started from one side, you know, thinking of what I can do with the show, to raising new questions, and then those questions uh, just kept, those are the ones that kept sticking in my head, like, well, what? What would somebody do? How would this happen? How would the how would they get involved with it? Where would they get stories? How would you go about doing something like this without, you know, if, if you wanted to do that, how could you do it without getting caught? Or what if you were accused of it and you're innocent? How do you prove your innocence? Um, 
all these questions, uh, I think, is what happens to a lot of writers whenever they get that idea at the beginning. And as long as you keep having questions, then the, the writing is the search for those answers and trying to find out, okay, what's going to happen then? How are they going to prove their innocence? Or are they really guilty? Or do I even know? Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun with this story was discovering so much of that was even I didn't really know until the end uh, what Wesley was capable of. Is he is he guilty? Is he innocent? Or, or is he uh, just the victim in this whole thing? Mm-hmm. No, that's really, really helpful. I love that. The, the idea of asking questions, uh, especially those. I mean, you mentioned you're probably more of a, a, not a not outline guy, but maybe just kind of let the more organic pantser type writer, yeah. you know, let the story go. Where it needs to go. But, but the thing is like, by you asking those questions, it's leading you to, to discover characters leading you to discover even the end that's leading you to discover, like, I don't know, like, yeah, is this legal? Is this not legal? Is this, you know, who is this person? Yeah. And I think that's the fun, fun part is, is I think when creators get stuck is just by a- asking simple questions, you can find, what the story needs to be or who that person needs to be just by saying, mm-hmm. is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is this legal? Is this not legal? Is this even possible? You know, that that's yeah. the, the, the fun part, the what if, you know, I, I love what Stephen King says about, you know, ideas and how, you know, you, you stick them in a strainer and you, you know, just imagine the strainer and uh-huh. you know, there's dust and dirt and, but there's also gold in there. And as you just keep shaking that strainer, he's like the best ideas just tend to kind of stay, you yeah. know, stay with you, the gold that is there. And they, you know, he talks about writing books that he had ideas for 20 years ago and they just kind of, you know, he just wasn't ready to write them or he just, but he just kind of stayed with them. And I think that's, that's important is like, as you get ideas, you, you don't have to, write them right there or, or put them down right there, but you can, can let them kind of evolve oh, I, and appear yeah. when they need to appear. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just- I completely agree. I can relate to that. Cause yeah, I mean, it's like so many other writers, I've got other ideas that I thought I'd be writing next. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for this one to pop up when it did, and then I just kept thinking about it and I kept making little notes and I open up a new, you know, got to have a notepad mm-hmm. and I'm writing my notes down. I'm like, oh, okay, well, well maybe this. And then, Oh yeah. Well, you know, he could be involved here or this person's related to this story and how would that work? And just uh, that process of thinking it through for a couple of weeks and um, thinking about so much that made me kind of know enough about the character that I knew I can start with this. I can, I can follow this train of thought and see where it goes. Um, I, I wasn't ready until it just felt like that last moment, you know, right before November 1st. And I was like, no, you know what? I, I think I can run with this. I can, I can come back to this other story that I was working on before that, uh, which I was kind of struggling anyway. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to, like you said, I didn't want to so much be like squirrel and then run to this new idea, mm-hmm. but I knew this was something I just felt really good about that. I could follow it. And, uh, and it, it was just so much fun to, mm-hmm explore that idea and, and try and answer those questions as it went. Oh, I, I hear, I hear you saying, you know, you're talking about fun. And I think that's important when you think about ideas too, is, is mm-hmm. if you're not excited about the idea, it might not be the right idea. Uh, yeah. Because, because if it's just drudgery and it's like, this is boring or this is not what I think it should be like, it's okay. Just scrap it. Move, you know um, I love what Dean Wesley Smith talks about a lot is just learning how to just have fun in your writing and your creating because if you're not having fun, then it's not fun for you to write it. Like you're never going to get to the end. And there's hard parts. Like obviously you're you're having days where you're just like, this is really difficult. This is (laughs) a slog, but if there's not this seed, this kernel of joy and fun of like, I love this character. I love this premise. Who knows where it's going to go? Like, let's Mm -hmm. just keep following it. Like you're not going to make it like that's, I think, I think people have these grand ideas and they're like, it's gotta be this. And then they love this. They're obsessed with this idea. But then as they get into, to make it or to, to write it, mm-hmm. they just kind of get bored with it or they just go, well, maybe yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be that. And that's okay. Like, that's great. That's part of being in the indie <clears throat> world too, is like, just yeah. have fun, experiment, try different things. And, you know, and it's something that you have experience with is exploring a, a character who at their heart, they're not really a great person. Um, the, you know, the character, Wesley, he's not a great guy. He's not, um, somebody's not going to just talk to him and be like, Oh man. Yeah. He's just such, he's, you know, I, I can't wait to have him for dinner. You know, they see his persona as a writer or they know him in his real day job. And, uh, nobody's going to accuse him of being the nicest of guys or the greatest of guys. But m- what I kept exploring too is, but how can I take a person like that and make the reader emphasize with them a little bit? And, uh, 
yeah, get that empathy with like, ah, oh, man, you know, but he's in this tough situation and what can we, you know, how is he going to get out of it? And kind of go from that where you, you have somebody who you don't really like, but you don't want to see bad things happen to them either. Right. I, I wonder too, like if that's, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Breaking Bad, that series, but mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the Breaking Bad series, it was like kind of the, the anti-hero where like you're so with, with Walter White, you just, you, you you know, you, he has cancer and he's trying to provide for his family and mm-hmm. you kind of sympathize. I mean, yeah. not that you'd want anyone to like become a drug dealer to like, you know, help out their family, but, <laughs> but he's dying and he's going, I, I need to take care of my kid and I need to take right. care of my wife and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And yet there's something in us that goes like, it's probably not the best thing to do, but you do <laughs> empathize. You know, you go like, I would yeah. do anything for my family. Like if they're in this tough spot. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd be a heroin dealer, you know, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it, but you empathize and yet throughout the show, he's just this conflicted guy. It's like, there's this kind of good heart in there, but there's also this like dark side. And yet yeah. we all resonate with that. We all know, like in our own <laughs> lives, there's this, <laughs> this part of us that wants to do good. And there's this part of us that doesn't. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love, I love those kind of, kind of characters that we don't make them so nice and neat and like, Oh, they always do the right thing. I mean, that's boring. Like nobody wants to read yeah. that because, because we don't always do the right thing. Exactly. Um, no, I love that. So, um, so let's, let's talk a little bit more about, um, you know, you wrote nine mile, you wrote a novel idea, and now you have this new book out, um, bandit rising. And I actually heard you on, I think, uh, I don't know which episode it was on your, your own podcast. Um, but you, um, which I love just the shameless plug. I'm going to read my own book on my own podcast, which I, <laughs> I love because I think is marketing brilliance and you need to do that with no shame. Um, I would do the same thing. Like, Hey, I found this new author. His name is Jason. Book. Um, no, but you were talking about it and I love, I love the, um, the idea too. You were, I, I won't, I want you to share a little bit of kind of where this idea came from, you were talking about, um, I, th- I think you were talking about, um, the, the eighties book, um, I'm blanking on the name. Yeah. Right. Uh, Ready player one. Yeah. Ready player one. And I, mm-hmm. I actually resonated with that cause I love that book. I've actually read the second yeah. one too. Um, but you know, all these eighties pop culture references and we're probably in the same close in the same age, you know, mm-hmm. growing up in the eighties, like, yeah. um, and then you kind of had that little seed of idea, like, Oh, I wonder what, you know, could there be something here for that? So l- let's talk about, um, bandit rising a little <clears> bit. Yeah, and that was totally a, uh, for a while at least, that was totally my reaching for what's hot right now mm-hmm. moment of like, and because this idea went back to before novel idea ever came out. I'd been toying with this story for a while and I just was like, oh, well, you know, Ready Player One's been out for a couple of years and 80s, you see it in movies and TV everywhere. And I thought, I want to write something that's hot right now. And even though you hear you shouldn't do that because you know, you, every time you reach for a trend, by the time you get it done, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I kind of was like, Oh gosh, yeah, this is taking me a little while to write. Cause then I realized once I started writing it, I realized I'm not going to wrap this up in one book. This is going to be a series. And that was a surprise to me. Um, <clears throat> so then I kept getting sidetracked with, okay, well, all right, so this story idea I've got is actually going to go towards book three. And here's a story idea. Oh, no, I'm going to push that down the road. That's going to be this other storyline for another book down the road, too. And trying to focus on what's this first story going to be, just an introduction to the character of the bandit. And I just I kind of just had a lot of fun with thinking about how would uh, you know, what? how could I incorporate the 80s um, with uh, aliens and what would, uh, you know, what would somebody be like if, if maybe they were, uh, at first I thought maybe he was trapped underground, but uh, in, instead it's, uh, well, the premise is a young man in 1989, when aliens invade, he goes into hiding into a neighbor's uh, underground bunker. Because in the 80s, if you I don't know if a lot of people remember or not, some people would have bunkers hidden away because we're expecting the Russians to invade any time. <laughs> and uh, you had kind of a callback to the 60s with the missile crisis. Um, so, you know, he's got a neighbor who's really big on red Dawn and convinced that he's, his family's going to be ready, but uh, there happens to be like events going on. And so they're gone that weekend that aliens invade. And that's where Gene, my character goes to hide when the aliens come and, uh, he's safe down there and he spends the next five years just hiding out. And, uh, through events, he realizes he doesn't want to just hide. He wants to strike back. And so <laughs> over the five-year period, as he's growing a little older, 
Uh, he's 17 and a half when he finally comes out of hiding and starts uh, striking back the aliens. He spent all these years just watching action movies, uh, Schwarzenegger and Stallone and Chuck Norris and learning how to fight and uh, fight back against them and drives a Trans Am that he found. And uh, he's got his sword. So there can be only one. And he's got all the catchphrases and uh, all the 80s references that I can come up with. I'm sure there's probably a plenty that I've missed along the way. And that's been a that's been one of the things slowing me down along the way too, is like, well, where can I fit another one in here that makes sense? And mm-hmm. uh, just deciding on the timeline was a tremendous headache because I thought, well, 88, oh, wait, if I do 88, I'm going to miss Batman, which came out in 89. Okay, I'll do 89. Oh, wait, then I miss Young Guns 2. That came out in 90. And like, oh, wait, oh, all right, no, let me go back to the 80s a little bit. And it, it was, it's such a hilarious and such a writer thing to do to be thinking, rethinking over and over again. Well, what music can I use? What movies could I use in this? And just useless stuff that really doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if people would see my Google searches, they'd be like, are you okay? Like, what, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you looking up? Like, yeah, it'd be like, yeah, it'd be like uh, phrases from eighties pop culture related to, you know, X, Y, Z. And you'd be like, yeah, why do you care? Like, what does that have to do? Exactly. Like, well, yeah. This book, you would understand. Well, I wrote one actually set in the seventies. It was in the late seventies. And I, I had to go back, you know, I was born in the late seventies, but it was like a coming of age story. And it was like looking up like, cultural references and bands and just yeah. that, make sure I had it right. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't getting it wrong. I was like, what would be like a, a catchphrase for, you know, 1978. Or <laughs> um, but yeah, if you look at the, the, there's, there's actually one, I think you might've even read my, my book. I'm not sure, but one of my antique assassin books and it was, um, and it was a, actually a callback to, I think Breaking Bad had a scene where they melted a guy because <laughs> they were trying yeah. to hide the body. Well, these guys get in the same predicament. And I remember having that thing and I was like, is that, can you even do that? And I'm like Googling, <laughs> like, I hope like the police don't show up to like, how do you melt a body? Cause they were like panicking and didn't know how to get rid of this guy. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, uh, no, and th- I think that's the, that, I mean, what you're describing though, is also like the fun of writing and the fun yeah. of creating is there's, there's no, there's no playbook. There's no wrong way. I mean, if you're like, Hey, I want to do eighties. I want to do nineties. I want to do the future. Like there's mm-hmm. not, you kind of have to let that go where it needs to go. Um, and I, and I think, you know, what you're, what you're also talking about is like those ideas that they might be kind of hot now, but I think what mm-hmm. you're describing, you know, aliens and that kind of story or action, like that's always relevant. I mean, I, I yeah. think you just have to pick a, a place and a time. And, and I mean, you can yeah. stick aliens in the future or to the past or, 1300s it doesn't matter right and that was something that struck me right away was that once i really got working on it i realized like okay yeah i'm not chasing uh the 80s trend i'm just writing a story that i i want to see something i want to read yeah something that's going to be fun for me and and it was it's it's <laughs> i've been having a blast and just laughing and my wife looks at me if i'm editing in the living room while we're watching tv and and i'm, I'm working on it i'm just kind of chuckling and she's like bandit yeah bandit yeah so yeah. well you know it's funny my my son so my my oldest son is a teenager he he saw the ready player one movie mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting i mean it's different than the book obviously but uh you know it is an art to figure out how much references do i use because he didn't know half of what they're even talking about i mean he's been yeah. in 2000 you know, six or seven. Um, so <laughs> he's like, I don't know what that is, you know? So it's like, even when you're reading a book, sometimes you got to be sensitive to the reader to say, you know, do they even understand what this is? If they're not, they weren't around or they're yeah. too old or too young or, you know, and you don't want to just like pummel them with, cause then it just becomes kind of hacky. Like, you know, right. every yeah. other phrase is, you know, some kind of movie, you know, yeah, that was or whatever. That was interesting. Finding that balance of yeah. where can I, where can I put something in that makes sense? And where can I just, let's just stick with the story. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so bandit rising. So it's, it's a first and do you have, um, I, I wanted to actually, uh, touch on a little bit. You, you mentioned a series that you feel like it just lends itself to a series. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like this might be the first series that you've, you've tried to do. Yeah. Um, most of your books are standalone. Um, so what's the thought process in, in the series? I mean, do you have like X amount of books lined up or are you just kind of like, Hey, I have an idea. I think this might just be a future. I don't really know. How are you kind of crafting that part of the the series portion? Well, when I when I realized how many different storylines I had in mind, I started mapping it out a little bit. I've got my notebook. Actually, it's upstairs. <clears throat> I, I realized I was coming up with about eight or nine different storylines of uh, with a with a through line, of course, 
Um, and about every third book, it wraps up one big part of it. So like the first three is um, there's a, a big through line of bandit um, rediscovering uh, not exactly his family, but who is family to him. Uh, it's because he's been on his own for so long and uh, he's, he's discovering these friends. And so family is a big influence for these first three books. Um, then I'll have another three where there's more things happening. And at that point, it'll be um, probably a little darker and, and discovering more about himself and, and what he can do through that. And I, I don't have an exact idea for what's going on with that, but it, it will be darker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm looking at maybe around nine or 10 I'll wrap it up and uh, come up with a solution, which I do have ideas of how, thankfully, how I want to wrap it up. Um, I do have a a main bad guy, a main villain who is they've, he and bandit have become arch animus uh, nemesis to each other. And uh, they're going to clash from time to time. And uh, of course, anytime you you get to see them come together in this first book uh, and we'll see what happens going forward. And I, I have, big plans for, uh, for them towards the end of the series. Well, so. I, li- I like what you're describing. I mean, for those listening that, you know, especially series, cause series always feel like overwhelming. Like how do I come up with, you know, three books, four books, five, you know, mm-hmm. wh- how do we keep this thing going or not go, or, you know, is it a yeah. tril- trilogy? Is it 10? Is yeah. it, you know, whatever. Um, it, I just like the way you talked about just holding it lightly. It's like, I kind of have an ending in mind, but it's not fully worked out. And yet we can kind of figure it out in between. I think that's a, uh, probably a helpful, maybe even a humble way of approaching a series to say like, don't get obsessed with like every, I, cause I think everyone's different. I understand like some people to write out every detail from here till book seven, but, but I think it's just holding it loosely and saying, Hey, what are the characters where the stories need to go? Mm-hmm. Um, I know my antique assassin, I got five books, I think six in the works, but you know, I, I didn't try to like force it but you kind of have a character, you have conflict, you have a world, you have, I think it gets easier when you can kind of just say, Hey, it needs to go here. It needs to go there. Yeah. Um, you know, I had one of the characters that, you know, the story takes place in Missouri in particular, but then they, they went to LA. It's like, they needed to go to LA. I don't know. They just needed to <laughs> you know, from, from originally, but you know, it's like, uh, so yeah, that, I think that's a he- healthy approach. Just when you think about a series is just let it be what it needs to be, you know? And and that's what I like about your series is it's very open-ended. You can let it go as long as you want it to go. I, I realize with mine, I can't, I mean, it's essentially, it's, it's a, um, almost like a world war, you know, they're facing off against it. I can't have this just go on and on and on forever. I've got to have a resolution. And that's when I, another one of the things that held me up at the beginning early on in this was, well, you know, do I have an idea of what's going to, how it's going to end and what's going to happen? And mm-hmm. I had to really kind of put some thought into that. So I put a lot more thought into this one than probably anything else that I've written, just because a series is a completely different animal I've, I've discovered. And uh, I mean, oh my gosh, after I finished the first draft and I, st- I started writing the second book halfway through it, I realized, oh, I'm, I'm blending book two and three in this one story and it's not working. And I realized that's why it wasn't working because I was blending the story ideas. And so I had to split those up and, and then go back to it. So that's when I thought, okay, I'm going to just go back to book one and let's just get that out there. I originally had hoped I'd put out the first three uh, in quick release uh, succession, but I don't think I'm built that way. I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm going to be able to do that. It'd be, it would still be sitting on my file um, (laughs) a year from now (laughs) if I was trying to do that. Well, here's a little trick, Jason. In my books, I just have the main character just get divorced every single book. So then you just bring, <laughs> you bring in a new wife every time, and it, it can just go on forever. It's really it's really a, a trick that I play. But uh, yeah, no, that's my antique assassin. Yeah, Dexter's very, very much just stinks at marriage and relationships, and on the brink of divorce like every book. So <laughs> you know, um, makes things a little complicated. But you know. Um, no, I like that. I, I think there's, there's just a lot of, I mean, it seems like as we're talking this whole episode of just the idea of the idea of ideas, if you will, mm. um, that, you know, the, the stressful part of writers is, am I going to run out of ideas? Am I, where do I find a good idea? Where do they come from? You know? Yeah. You can mm. lean into just like what's hot and what's not, or you can kind of go, that's actually where ideas do come from is yeah. I'm watching breaking bad. I'm, I mean, my antique assassin book was I'm watching, you know, pickers, you know, American pickers and going, yeah. Hey, what if they were like assassins? Like that'd be kind of cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, I'm watching, I'm reading ready player one and I'm like, Hey, that'd be kind of fun for a, a book. I mean, you just mm-hmm. never know where those ideas, you know, are going to come from. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, so, so a bandit rising is almost, almost ready to be launched or is it like, how far away are we talking? Uh, I mean, I've got the ebook. Everything is done. My, my work is done. I've done all of my editing. Uh, I'm just waiting back on the notes from, uh, from my beta readers. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything and, and I, I'd already gone back <clears throat> myself and double check some more after I'd done all the, uh, uh, some more of the editing and looked over, like, did I mess anything up? And i found a few on my own of like, Oh, here uh, in this chapter, he's got this gun. And then in this chapter, he's got a different gun. So I had mm-hmm. to fix that. Uh, so I had a few things like that. So we'll see what the beta readers come up with. If there's anything else, um, I've got a week before I have to have the final version um, up and ready to go, but I've already uploaded the current finished version um, as finished as I can make it is mm-hmm. up and ready to go. Just in case, just in case, you know, cross your fingers, it comes back and everybody says, no, I like it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Or who knows, maybe some ideas will come back from the beta readers and maybe I don't want to use that idea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we'll see what happens. So you've, you've written a couple books now. Um, obviously the first one, you probably, you know, weren't thinking about how much, marketing do i need to do with this it's just trying to get the first one out usually we're not thinking that way but um what is what is sharing your work i mean you want to call it marketing you want to call it promotion um mm-hmm. what's what's what are things you're learning as far as just sharing your work like how do i get in front of people what's what are good avenues platforms to do that you know do i need to throw money at it do i not is it just best word of mouth what have you kind of been learned along the way as far as marketing goes um you know marketing has been i i kind of i like to try different things when it comes to marketing, I will share um, artwork that I've come up with <clears throat> or my kids have come up with story ideas. <clears throat> uh, a couple of years ago, when I first came up with this idea, I took a picture of a couple of DVDs from my, my closet. It's like, okay, here's Red Dawn. Here's V, the miniseries. Here's Blast from the Past. Uh, these are movies that are inspiring what I'm working on now. Um, you know, it's like, what do you all think of this? You know, and try and do little snippets of it here and there and build it up. And as it's gotten closer, I've done more. Uh, this is my first time working with a professional on the book cover. So that's been huge. Uh, you know, making me feel like I'm a real writer now, uh, having this, uh, this amazing cover by this guy who did it. Yeah. And, it looks, uh, looks awesome. I, I saw oh it. gosh. I absolutely love Good it. Job on that. Um, thank you. Yeah. But I mean, Warren design, he is amazing. Um, and then once I got that cover and I shared it with some people online, I shared it with a couple of my different, uh, with my show, I shared it with my own author pages, uh, put the description up on my website so that way people would know where it was. And then once I had the pre-order set, then I made sure to make, make that link available. Um, I did an event locally here last week. We had a fair going on. And uh, beforehand, I had made up flyers. So that uh, I have the book cover and then the description of what the book's about. And then was handing out flyers. Every book I sold, Novel Idea, Nine Mile Bridge, didn't matter. I stuck a flyer in there. I made sure everybody stopping by, took one with them because I mean, it comes out October 22nd. And, you know, they don't do me any good after October 22nd. So I was just handing them out everywhere I went, put some in some um, other people's bags. Like, here, yeah, we'll take this flyer and mm-hmm. get word out. And um, had a poster made up and got some more artwork that I've, I've had uh created my kids have made a lot of uh, really cool artwork that i'm trying to incorporate with it and just try and share as much as you can through social media or uh in this you know like i said flyers have uh, been uh, really huge and then talking about it with that same um emphasis and uh just joy letting that joy come out of me mm-hmm. when i talk about the story and uh telling people about it. That's really been a big thing and, and opportunities like this, getting on other podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, other shows to talk about it has, has been a huge help out. Well, yeah, I mean, it's obvious you only come on my show when you're trying to, you know, sell something. So, <laughs> um, but uh, no, and, and it's funny. I mean, I, I say that tongue in cheek, but it, I love podcasts for that reason is that you can, yeah. I feel like, you know, we, you and I are, you know, older. So there were days where like, you felt like authors were just these like, mystical creatures that you can never hear their voice. They didn't do a lot of interviews. And so now it's like, you know, their lives are open books. They interview, they're, they're on podcasts. It's like, it's so much fun to to hear different writers and their process and their Mm -hmm. lives and their, where their stories come from, because, you know, that's just, that's part of me wanting to go like, I want to buy Jason Micey's book. Like I I love, (laughs) I want to 
just for the cover. Like, I mean, it's awesome. Like, you know, and to hear your passion and where, where that story came from. Like, I think that's just a, a really cool, personable, authentic thing where like you, I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, we are kind of brands, if you will, but you're selling yourself yeah. in some ways, you know, as much mm-hmm. as, as much as we hate saying that, but like, but it's true. And, uh, and I love, you're actually doing some really creative. You didn't, you, you kind of hinted at it, but um, you're doing some like t-shirts with like your book covers, which I think is really cool. Yeah. It's a great idea. Um, <laughs> and I know you, with your podcast, you're doing some like customized coffee stuff. Like there's just, there, I think we just live in this day where the, to do those things are a lot easier than maybe in the past, you know, oh, yeah. where, you mm-hmm. know, to have things made or to find a website could even do something like that is just a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just kind of thinking outside the box and just sharing the things that you love and finding an audience that, that loves it too. So I think, yeah, cool. I mean, and, and that kind of stuff, uh, that kind of stuff, I didn't even think about that, but that's, that's true too. That was something, uh, we, when we created a T public store for originally, I just thought I'd do it with the show. But then, uh, as I was filling out, what's the name of the the store? I thought, well, wait a minute, I'd be silly. I already on my show, I already talk about my books. I mean, my listeners get to follow along with, Hey, here's this idea from idea from writing it and, and concept to, Hey, the book's coming out October 22nd. So they get to follow along. Well, maybe they'd be interested in going to the store and picking up a shirt or a jacket, you know, anything um, with a book cover on it. And you never know. And mm-hmm. we went to Comic-Con this year and uh, my whole family, they surprised me. They all had shirts for the show, either the show or my books on them. And uh, they were walking around and people were grabbing them. Hey, are you Jason? Because we had to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, I'm the only person with a sample chapter mask. <laughs> <laughs> so, But everybody, they had authors kept grabbing me. Hey, are you Jason? I heard about your show. Although I want to talk to you. And they're like, yeah. well, no, I'm I'm his daughter. And like, so, it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that was a lot of fun getting to, uh, you know, talk to authors that way and spread word. And I had, I was supposed to do a few panels, but it didn't uh, work out. And I thought, oh man, that'd be fun to kind of shoot out a few uh, t-shirts at the crowd or something Mm -hmm. like that. And just anything to get word out is uh, a way to do it. But yeah, like you said, the podcast, uh, you know, with my own, I I get to talk about it each week and just a little bit at the beginning and then, and then go into the guest author. Well, and people don't know about your podcast. It's actually like a bait and switch. It's there's actually no authors on there. It's just you reading every chapter from all your It's books. just me yeah. with an imaginary Which I author. Think, yeah. I think it's brilliant. Like just <laughs> everyone thinks they're coming to hear some great author. And it's just you reading your own books, but uh, just brilliant. Yeah. Um, but I, I do want to touch on one thing that um, you've mentioned a couple of times here. And like a lot of these events are in person. And um, I know we're, you know, if you're listening to this and where are we in October of 2021, you know, pandemic, you know, last year and a half where in-person things are a little more difficult, but as we kind of come out of that, like I, I've had a lot of success and it sounds like you too, is just like the in-person stuff does work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can call up, I've gone to half price books and sold my books at half price books and other bookstores, just printed off a bunch of copies and, um, and, and, you know, done well. And I think it's, yeah. we, we sometimes don't think we only think online. We only think social media, but, you know, finding people, handing out flyers, like you said, tangible things. People do like tangible, you know, t-shirts, stickers, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, and conferences and workshops. And I mean, I know a lot of authors, a lot of creators, I mean, artists that we had an art fair in our our city recently where we had someone staying with us selling their art. They are, they're from Michigan. I mean, they did really well. Just I mean, they have 300 pieces of art. I think they sold all of them. So it's, there, there's that, that sense of like, whatever means possible. It's not just online. It's not just, mm-hmm. you know, Google and, and, you know, Twitter and Facebook, um, you know, in the in-person and then you get to meet a lot of people too, and they become fans and they become, you know, part of the family, if you will. And yeah, and enjoy Cause they get to meet you and ask you questions and that kind of stuff, which is always fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I love well, and, and like you said before, I mean, you know, the whole, uh, the whole idea of meeting an author or, or, how we grew up listening to other authors or, or talking about them and like, Oh man, I'm going to meet this author one day. And then you know, like at this event that I was at last week and this family comes up and I'm talking to them about the stories and the little kid is pointing at the books and on my table. And, and they're like, yeah, no, this is the author. He's an author. He wrote these books and he's looking at my picture on the book and looking at me and <laughs> looking at the picture and then looking at me again. And that was just, it's so weird. Like to be on that side of it, you know, and be on the other side of the table and be like, wow, this little kid's looking at me and like, who knows what they're thinking. And like, that's, that's so cool. I'm like, well, here, why don't you take one of these flyers? And like, I'd love to give you a book, but I'm like, I'm almost sold out. And (laughs) (laughs) like, I gotta, I guess some people wanting to come back for them, but uh, here, take some of this stuff. And 
Yeah. Th- uh, and there's a, you know, I mean, part of why I do this, this show too, is, you know, you think about just creating anything and, you know, I think of my kids and like the fact that they're like, dad, you like made this, you like, you wrote this book and like people buy this book. I'm like, yeah, you know, and it <laughs> like, even just as a, like, the, just like, but I'm always like, you can do that too. Like, and they, yeah, you know, they get excited about like writing their little stories and like, Hey, it's, I'm not anything special. I'm just, I'm just sharing what I like to do. And, and yeah. maybe you'll like that too. And, and I think that's that, that, I think encourages other, I mean, your show, my show shows like it, you mm-hmm. know, writing books. It's like, it's also about sharing the joy of creativity and sharing the joy of like making something and saying, Hey, look what I made. Look, you can enjoy this too. And here's a mm-hmm. story I want to want you to enjoy or whatever it is. Um, and that's, that's fun too. Cause it, cause I think we take away the, the kind of, these are just magical creatures that fell from heaven, you know, that, that do these <laughs> things and you realize like, I'm always disappointed when I meet like kind of famous people where I'm just like, they're not that impressive. They're just like me and you, like they, yeah. <laughs> they eat food and go to the bathroom and put on their pants and, you know, and it's kind of like, yeah, we, we all kind of can do our thing. Right. Yeah. I tell you, that was something I hit on. Um, we, it was a two a day event and we were there for a few hours, Friday and then Saturday and Friday evening. I just happened. Somebody came up. Uh, it was like my second or third person to come up to the table that night. And I just happened to say, Oh, do you like to read or write? And it, they were like, Oh, well, yeah, I like to write. I like to write poetry. And we just started talking about poetry and writing for a little while. And then that led into, you know, of course that leads into like, well, what are you writing here? What are these books? Like, oh, well, this is my book about this, but I was genuine. Like I was really interested. I mean, the show helps me with that, but I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you have you published yet, or do you have anything? Like, oh, I don't think I could do that. Like, yeah, sure you can. You can do that. And here's how I did this book over here. Here's how I did that. And you can do it too. You know, here, reach out to me, and you know, I'll be happy to help walk you through it. And it that was such a uh, just opening yourself up like that in those person events. It's it's it makes you accessible to the people even more than what you can do over the phone or through, through Skype and zoom and so many things being there in person and getting to have that conversation and, and talk to them, they get to see it on your face. Like, yeah, I'm really interested in what you're writing. Tell me about what you're writing. And, and uh, that was, Oh my gosh, that, that changed my weekend. Uh, yeah. I would, I started every conversation with that. And it was amazing how many people are like, well, yeah, I like to dabble in writing a little bit. And mm-hmm. like, well, tell me about it. Let me hear yeah. about it. And Oh, it was such a great opener. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it's funny writing in particular, I mean, maybe other art, art forms, you know, it's the same, but like writing for some reason, there's like this weird insecurity of like, if people have a hard <laughs> yeah. time going like, yeah, I, I kind of write, you know, like almost like hush, hush, yeah. you know, like they're almost no. like embarrassed. Oh, shush, like, don't tell everybody. No, I, no. I <laughs> scribble. Like I have these stories. Like I was just, I was just at our church, like in a small group setting. And this woman's telling me about like this fantasy novel she's working on. Like she's been working on it for a year. Like this is like a huge talk. I'm like, seriously, you got to tell me about this. Right. And she was almost like <laughs> embarrassed. Like, yeah, I've actually been like working on it for like many years. And it, like, I, my husband keeps telling me I'm tr- trying to fix it too much and edit it. And you need to like, get it out there. And I'm like, yeah, you need to, you know, and it's like, almost like this embarrassing, like, yeah, I don't write. I'm like, you're not a writer. You're writing like 90,000 words, like in this like <laughs> fantasy, you know, Lord of the Rings thing and you know, whatever. And it was like really good. And anyway, um, but, but it's, it's, it's like giving people permission, like, yeah, Hey, you can do that too. Like, it's not, this isn't like some special club. Like I, I want to kind of I feel like I'm on a mission to kind of take out the, there's a magic to it, but, but also there's an ordinariness to it. There's a, uh, it's just ordinary people that, that have ideas and just kind of do their thing. And like, let's mm-hmm. not make it, you know, unreachable. Cause I think we've done that for too long. Like, and it's not to minimize art. It's not to minimize books. It's not like we're just writing junk, but like, but it's also to say like the bar needs to be lower because somewhere along, I don't know if it's in school or whatever, we, we kind of suck the like awe and wonder out of kids where <laughs> it's really fun to write and do these things. And then you get to middle school, high school, and it's like, now we got to be serious and do math and science and get jobs and get married mm-hmm. and you know, all this stuff. And they lose. That's why probably people like you and me who come back to writing later in life when you're a little bit older and you're like, yeah. why, why did I stop doing this? You know, yeah, like, you get that, you get that perspective. I mean, right. it's, it's whether it's writing or music or whatever it means, right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I got to talk to uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, I mean, I was really nervous before we got on there and I, I think I've shared this on other shows before, but I mean, his camera wasn't on and he and his wife were talking in the background and she's like, 
you know, they got it all set and I hear them talking and all of a sudden she goes, now don't forget after this, you've got laundry and you got to take the dog out for a while. <laughs> and he's like, oh yes, ma'am. I know. And I, all of a sudden I was like, totally at ease. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I told him afterwards, yeah. he's just laughing. He goes like, Jason, I just have a different job. I'm a regular guy. I just have yeah. a different kind of job is all it is. He goes, just like you with the show and your writing. And he goes, we're just have different jobs, but we're, we're regular yeah. people. And I was like, it's, it's you so are so true. right. So true. Like my kids are so not impressed with like, Hey, like, Hey, I just wrote, finished another book. And like, some people are buying it and they're like, Oh, okay. Can you play, you know, <laughs> soccer with me in the front yard? Like, you know, it's like, I don't really care. Right. Like, you know, like great dad. Not awesome. Even my own wife. It's like, Oh, cool. You know, it's book 21 fun, you know? Um, but you know, that's, but I think that's good. I think it's important just to kind of keep it in perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, Hey Jason, I want to be sensitive to your time. And, uh, I know you have helped a lot of people today. Um, just sharing your story, sharing your books, sharing your experiences. And it's why I do the show. Cause I love just hearing, hearing people's backgrounds and we all come from different places and, and see things different way. Uh, but as we kind of close our time, tell people, I know you got a new book coming out. So bandit rising, um, tell people where they can find the book, where they can find you, where they can find your podcast. What's like the best places for them to go to connect with you. Uh, so the best places to find them would be either one of the other websites. Uh, there's samplechapterpodcast.com. Uh, that's probably the easiest one to spell compared to my name. Um, <laughs> or, or you go to jasonamiskey.com uh, and that's M-E-U-S-C-H-K-E. And both places I have links to the other. So that way, you know, whichever one people find, they know to get over to the other one. And I have information about both. Um <clears throat> Uh, then, uh, of course, you know, the links for the sponsor stuff and everything there. Uh, I've got uh, social media links for uh, both my author pages and my and the show. And then, yeah, the shows every Tuesday, uh, new author, new chapter, uh, just sharing the information. Um, I mean, and, and you've been a huge uh, influence on on me, like helping me kind of like you know, I, with that first book. I was I, I kept polishing that turd. <laughs> and uh <laughs> working like, on that like last... i did with my first one yeah, uh, yeah working on that first book forever and then uh with your show and then you know we got to meet before i mean gosh i think it was all also like six months before i even started my show uh when we met and uh it was like oh man maybe i should do this and you were like the second podcaster i had met and i was like you know maybe i can do something to help some people too and i mean and, and i've got you know you're one of the people i can thank for that i mean you hey, i appreciate you, it. you uh really inspired me buddy well, cause you, you looked at my show and you're like, if that guy can do it, I definitely, <laughs> can, I definitely can do this a lot better. That's usually how that works. Uh, well, Hey, uh, before we do land the plane though, I do want to ask one question. This is always a tricky question. Cause I know you got a book coming out, but mm. what, what do you got coming next? I mean, I know you're talking about the series. Are you going to jump right into this series or you got something else or NaNoWriMo? What are we doing? I know. Well, yeah. NaNoWriMo actually my plans for NaNoWriMo is to try and write something. I have a I have a request from a publisher uh, who wants to see something in a, um, like a thriller horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try and punch that out real quick so I can get it submitted to them uh, before the end of the year. And then uh, as soon as I get that done, then yeah, diving right into book two, I'm hoping to have book two for uh, bandit Chronicles, maybe in the spring is what I'm shooting for. So. Right. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Uh, go check out all his work, Sample Chapter Podcast. Go check his website out. Go buy us all his books. Um, I'm so happy for you and all your success and all the things you're writing and making and the way you're encouraging people. Uh, so thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Ryan. been my pleasure. Well, there you have it, my prolific creator friends, Jason Meiske. Thank you, Jason, for coming on the show. Go check out all his work, um, his website and information's in the show notes. Go check out his books. Go listen to his podcast, The Sample Chapter Podcast. I, I really enjoyed this uh, this show. I've actually been on the show reading some of my books. And uh, if you have a book out there, reach out to him as well. Uh, he, it's an opportunity for you to read a, an actual sample chapter, hence the name, uh, of your book and, and share that with the world. So if, you have, if you're a writer and you have a book, he'd love to have you on the on the show. And so reach out to Jason Meiske. All his information's in the, the show notes. And I, and I really, uh, hopefully you, you caught some of it, but I, I really hope you see what's possible. I, re- I really hope that by our interaction and seeing the, you know, three, four, five year progression of how Jason started with nothing. And now he's, he's writing books and he's figuring that out and he's, 
you know, creating this, this podcast and doing what he can to get his, his message and his, and his work out of the world. Um, and that's the encouragement to you that wherever you are today, maybe you have no words on the page. Maybe you have no paint on the canvas. Maybe that nonprofit or that business you're trying to start, maybe it's just an idea in your head or a dream. Uh, but, but what is possible? And, uh, and, it, and it really just takes, it's day to day, it's week to week, um, but it's pushing that b- ball forward and just allowing it to go where it needs to go. And over time, look what you have. You have something there to share with the world. And so, um, so hey, before we go, uh, if you have the time and it really helps us out a lot, could you leave a rating or review, especially on iTunes? If you listen to it on iTunes, it really helps us get the show out into the world. Also, I would really love for you to join up on the newsletter, ryanjpelton.com. Uh, you'll see the newsletter on the page there, right on the front page. Uh, just keeps you updated on things going on um, in my world, but also when the podcasts come out, you won't miss an episode. And also, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, just so you don't even have to think about it, it'll just go right into your feed wherever you listen to your podcast. That'd be really helpful. And, and also, lastly, we uh, I launched a a, uh, a store on Etsy and in spot and uh, not Spotify on Shopify uh, with some merch and some fun shirts and uh, and other home decor things. Uh, you can check that out. Um, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. It's been a little fun, creative side project, uh, just kind of making some t-shirts and some other design things. And uh, maybe you'll find something you like and, and uh, buy it for your loved one. I know uh, the holidays got some fall themed stuff and uh, some other uh, funny things, creative things for your artist friends, your writer friends. There's some funny things I made too. So maybe you'll, you'll find something for the creative person in your life and you can check that out as well. And as always, I am Ryan J. Pelton, and I'm so glad that you stopped by the show. I love getting to do this and being able to serve creative people wherever they are, the things they're making and things they're building, the art they're making. But I do have one more thing to say before I go. Go make some great art with your life, and I will talk to you real, real soon.